The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo. Today is Wednesday, March 4th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo, fan favorite, adult star, Jesse Jones. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Hey, glad to, glad to be here, guys. Absolutely, man. I mean, your career has been on fire, so I'm so excited to get the chance to chat with you about it. That's cool. Yeah, no, seriously, I'm happy to be on the show. I'm happy to talk about it and um, thank you for having me you know you're welcome and fantastic man so typically I like to start an interview by getting stats out the way because for the most part the listeners and your fans they haven't had the chance to see you in person they only get to see you in the scenes that you've done so you know they can see those scenes nowadays on their TV computer or mobile devices so let's get some of those stats what's your height and weight uh, okay so um, I'm 5'11 uh, and I'm, I flex between 160, uh, 155 and 165. So like, you know, sometimes I'm 165 depending on like what I eat and, and, and stuff. <laughs> but you know, like I don't really, you know, I'm not a girl. I don't, I don't fucking check my weight every day, but I'm, I'm saying I'm, you know, on my paperwork and stuff, I usually put 160, 165. Okay. What's your ethnicity? That means my color. I'm white. Okay. Yeah, I'm white. Caucasian, Canadian, from fucking East Coast, Canada. <laughs> there you go. What's your zodiac sign? Uh, I'm a Cancer. My 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 birthday is July first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cancer, Cancer. Yeah. And how old are you? Uh, right now I'm 28. Cool yeah, man. 28 years old. Yeah. So let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? Okay, so yeah, uh, I was born and raised in a small town in New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, It's called Edmonston. Population is like probably like 15,000 people, and it's as big as Los Angeles. (laughs) So it's, uh, you know, it's just, you you do different things, you know, you go fishing, you go hunting, you you raise on a farm, and you, you know, you do all that shit. So that's pretty much where I'm from, like nowhere. But I love my place. You know, the people there are the best, and uh, I love Canada. I love all the the perks of being dual citizen. You know, you can live in Canada and America, and America. So it's pretty cool. Awesome, and yeah, that's what's up. So, can you share the listeners what life was like for you growing up? What was uh, Jesse Jones like as a kid, oh. as a teenager? 
Well, as a kid, I mean, my parents got separated when I was two. Uh, I lived with my mom most of the time. Um, we lived on a farm on a big ass, our big ass, like 200 acre farm. We had a ranch. We had like horses and all kinds of stuff. So like, I was pretty much raised like that. And like, you know, you would watch TV and see all these. You know the, the the rappers and all the music videos and all the stuff being shot elsewhere. And when you're a kid and you know you you have dreams and stuff, you're like, hey, you know, like I need to get to Los Angeles now. <laughs> but you know, you, you it, that's not even possible. But you know, like I I lived up on a farm and stuff. And then when I saw all of that on TV, I moved to my grandmother's. Um, which is in the big city, if you would call it like the big city. Mm-hmm. And then I, I moved there with her and then went to school there and just, uh, you know, lived there. And I, I rode motocross, to be honest, like my whole life. I skateboard, snowboard, and rode motocross. Like I used to ride, we used to ride, uh, me and my, my crew back in Whistler, we used to ride for Nixon. Uh, Quicksilver. We used to do chopper rides, like back backcountry drops and stuff. <clears throat> we did that, and then back in, in New Brunswick, I would race motocross for Honda, uh, my, my childhood and stuff. And other than that, I would like sell weed <laughs> here and there. <laughs> and then, and then other than that, that's pretty much my childhood. I had the easiest fucking childhood you can imagine, to be honest. Like I had lots of times that I almost died. Like I should be dead by now because like I fucking had so much episodes and stuff that like I seriously should have died but I'm still alive you know so like that's why when I graduated high school I went to high school I graduated high school and then I uh, went to college for like six months and that did not work out back home I'm talking about so I I moved to Hawaii when I was about uh, I don't know like 16 17 no no I was graduated so 18 and then I moved to Hawaii and then I went to uh, University of Hawaii and then I, I surfed, I work at the Four Seasons. I was a golf instructor in Maui. And then uh, I transferred to UCLA. And then I, I've been in California ever since since I graduated and shit. Uh, I, I was just picked up by the fucking bang bus. <laughs> you know, like with um, Amy Reed and Justice Young back in the days in 2009 mm-hmm. in December from UCLA, they pick me up, they're like, yo, do you have a girlfriend? Would you like to be in porn? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, I'm going to school paying like 70 grand to go to school, I'm not gonna fucking do porn, you know? So, but they give me his business card and um, waited a couple of weeks and then we called him and then my, my, I was a big fan of Amy Reed from back in the days and I never thought I would ever even meet her. And then when I went to his house, she answered the door. And then I was like, what the fuck is this? I thought I was punk. I swear to God, I thought it was a show, a porn show, and I was being punk and the whole oh, fucking deal. Yeah, and then we did a threesome right there. My girlfriend at the time, my first fucking threesome in my life with Amy Reed, and that was my first porn scene ever. <laughs> and then the rest is history, man. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Shout out to Justice Young and uh, Amy Reed. Yeah, they're the reason I'm in today, to be honest. They, I would have never... Fuck, bro, it's all about who you know, trust me. I would never be in this business, you know what I mean? To, to be a guy in this business... I'm not talking... There's always these fucking dudes coming along trying to do five, six scenes and fail miserably. But I'm just saying, to be a dude in this business and work every day... and Like, I'm grateful. Like, I'm so fucking... Honestly, I'm humble about it. Even sometimes I don't act like it. But it's cool, man, to be able to make a living doing what every guy in the world wants to do. 
that's a big blessing, you know, and some people don't realize it's just fans that want to come to business and fuck to impress their friend and say, look, I fucked this girl, fuck this girl. But trust me, man, <laughs> if, you just, if you just fuck the girl once, then you're not good. Because if she likes you, she's going to request you in every movie she does. That's why you see me working with a lot of the same girls all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just, you have, you're good at what you do and shit. Even directors don't like you, even if the fucking fans don't like you. If you're good at what you do and the girl wants to work with you and she chooses you, man, they, they do the schedule around the girls and you're going to work all the time, you know? Absolutely. So, okay, so before we continue on with your career in the business, I do want to ask, since you mentioned that you were in school, what did you study? Uh, I studied, uh, when I was in Maui, I studied business. And then I did a certificate of achievement kind of, of that, and I, I racked up credits. So I transferred to UCLA as an international student under my real name, my government name, and then I changed when I became a citizen. And then, uh, then I, had, I had, like, lower rates and stuff, so I went to UCLA in film. So I kind of have, like, a minor in, in business and a major in film because I studied, like, three, three and a half years in film. Okay, that's interesting. So, you know, I studied script writing, I studied European film study, I studied, uh, you know, like, uh, improv, I studied a lot of stuff like that. But I always wanted to be a director because I have so many scripts and so many ideas written down of, of major stuff that I want to do. But now with porn, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to collaborate what I learned in school to what I know today with the, the porn industry and, you know, and maybe try to uh, make some cool shit in the future. Absolutely, man. Well, you definitely have the background for it, so I, I can't wait to see what you end up doing with that. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. But that's why, like, I'm happy because, you know, like, some directors, they're legends and they're, they're OGs, you know, I give them that, but all they did their whole life is hold a fucking handheld camera. Like you can you can smoke a cigarette, you can take a shit the same way for twenty years. Doesn't make you a professional at it. You know what I mean? When you're a director and you have creative mind and you you have ideas and new angles and new ways to put the script down, new ways to film. You know you need to learn that because if you learn all your shit in the eighties and nineties and you're you still you still have a flip phone, but fuck you you you're a director for browsers or some shit like that and you know like they need the new generation to step in and put the whole game the whole new fucking the movies in the new way that people want to pay for porn they're tired of these fucking scenes where oh blow job for three minutes pussy eating for three minutes and then four position go ahead like they want some crazy shit they want you know like it just it doesn't happen right now. Some director get it, and some directors are doing it. Like I'll give them that, and you know you just need to have it, keep it, continue. You can't have people to wait until they're too old to hold a fucking camera to retire for a new person or a new generation to step in. You know, like when he could have had the prime his prime five years ago. Now he has to wait because this director. You know, it's just, it's politics, man. This business, <laughs> business is all about politics. But if you're good and you keep consistent at your job and shit, uh, your time will come, man. There's going to be a, a door opening sometime and you just take it, you know? Absolutely, man. It sounds like the door is getting ready to bust open for you. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, man. So, in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? Uh... I, well, to be honest with you, I would say my career, I've been, I've been in since, my first scene ever was December 10th, 2009. But then the, 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 in 2010, I shot maybe four scenes, 
and then I went to Canada to work for a, fi in, uh, for a film and a documentary in Whistler and Seattle and Aberdeen and, and Olympia. So I was traveling doing that. So I wasn't in porn by the whole 2010. And then 2011, I came back and, and, and I really put my mind and effort to it. I didn't have any side projects. <clears throat> and then uh, uh, that summer, I remember the summer of 2011, 2000, uh, I started to work like for all the big companies and started to do like, because you know, like before I was even on Brazzers or Mo uh, or Brazzers or Naughty America or Evil Angel and shit, I did over a hundred, 150 scenes for Mofos uh, that it was all POV that you never saw the fucking dude. Like, you know, I was working a lot, a lot for like these kind of like companies. Mm -hmm. So that was my 2011, but 2012 in the summer, uh, when I did my first scene for Naughty America and the girl couldn't walk to the car, she had to be carried to the car. I fucked the shit out of that girl. <laughs> she, she can get, so like the story came out and then Naughty started to hire me like a motherfucker, but all these directors got fired. So that's why now I don't work for Naughty anymore. But, um, yeah, so I worked for Naughty, and then all the other companies picked me up. I swear to God, some days, some some month, I was booked like 36 days. I had to cancel like four, five, six days. I had to choose who I canceled for because it was ridiculous. Like uh, it, for a year and a half, for sure, I swear I saw I shot probably like 300 scenes a year, 320 scenes a year. It's crazy. Wow, that's but, crazy, you know, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, half, like, like Twitter and, and Internet and all these data, 18 and all this shit, they probably have, like, I would say 40, 30%, 40% of my scenes. Like, I shoot for Bedoink. I shoot for European companies. Mm -hmm. I shoot for, for, for some people that you never, ever, I've never seen my scene. I've never seen stills, pictures. I've never seen, some go straight to Internet, uh, I mean, to cable on the, in the hotel rooms. So, you know, I mean, some stuff I'll never see, some stuff, you know, that's why I'm just saying, um, yeah, it's been, it's been busy since then. Absolutely, man. So, okay, so you kind of brushed over really quick how you got in the business, but I kind of want to go back and, and talk about that in a little bit more detail. So how exactly did you run into Justice Young on the streets and and Amy Reed and, and how did that well, how did that happen Amy, basically? Amy Amy wasn't there. Um, okay. Amy, Amy wasn't there. Amy was at the house, their house in Tarzana. When when we when we met like a week later, I don't know, man. I was just I was in my car. I just just riding along. I was in the Westwood UCLA area. I was like getting out. I don't know if it's the library or fucking. I don't remember. I don't remember where, but I know I saw the van and there was lots of like, you can see in the inside, there was lots of signatures, like, because it's the bang bus. Justice yep. was just riding, riding around the fucking bang bus. So I was like, yo, and like, you know, like the tattoos, and I didn't recognize him when I saw him immediately. But then when I got like talking to him and stuff, I'm like, oh, bro, I know you. I saw you in the porn, you know, like, because I used to watch porn, like for sure as a kid. Like, you know, I would, I wouldn't know all the, the guys and the girls, you know? So like, I was like, but that's back then. Now I don't even fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you don't but need anyway, to. So yeah, no, bro. No, I'm just saying I don't watch porn or like keep up with that shit anymore. It's like, you know, you don't shit what you eat, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so I'm fucking, I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, so, um, you're cool. Like, like, let's, let's have, who's that blonde over there? 
I'm like, oh, that's my girl. Uh, and back in the days, that was my girl. Her name was Jade Summers. She did like probably like 10 or 12 scenes all together in her career. But mm -hmm. she was, she did reality kings and all kinds of shit. But yeah, so that was her. And he's like, you know, like uh, my my girlfriend is starting this new thing. And Amy was doing reality, reality at that time uh, for uh, Justin Flair International. It was distributed by by them. So. And they, they fucking uh, said, okay, and me and my girl were like, you know, I had money, you know, I come, my mother has money and stuff. So it, it was never about like the thousand dollar each to do the scene. It was more about fucking the, the experience of it. And also like the fact that it was cool, like, like it was, it was just a new experience. So we waited like a week and stuff. And then, yeah, we hit him up and then we, we went up to their place and we did the scene and we were just supposed to do one scene and then done and then and then that was just like that and there was a threesome me that uh, my girlfriend at the time and amy i was so fucking nervous you don't even know like not like you know what i mean not even it's your first scene it's your first threesome and it's your first it's your first everything with a girl that you you fucking think that's hotter than than all of these bitches out there so that was like super cool but uh, yeah, so we did the scene and she's like, okay, first of all, your dick is like awesome. <laughs> and she said, you guys should, should, should totally give it a shot. So do you mind if we shoot another scene like tomorrow and tonight we're going to take you to our agent, which was uh, Derek at LA Direct, uh, was like, fucking, we'll take you to this agent and he's going to sign you. So she did. We did the scene. She brought us to the agent and they signed us. Wow. Yeah, because we had the word of Amy and Justice saying, "Yeah, fucking hire these people. They they would be good and they could do scenes." So that was that was that was pretty cool. Like you know, he just brought us in. Absolutely! Wow, that's crazy. How it just happened by by chance. Had you at all before that moment? Before that moment, out on the streets when you you know ran into basically not literally uh justice young had you thought about joining the industry was it at all oh, yeah 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 since i was like fucking 13 14 i, I always told my friends like i'm gonna be i'm gonna live in los angeles and i'm gonna do either be a, a porn director or work in film business wow and they're like fuck you're crazy you're crazy and since i was 13 14 all my friends you know since we were a motocross together like, they fucking all knew it. That's why when I go back home now, they're all like, motherfucker. Not only did you do it, but you work for all the biggest fucking company in the world, and every time now we can't watch porn. See, that's my thing. If my friends say you ruined porn for me, I did my fucking job. Because I don't watch friends fuck. I don't, I don't, I think it's uncomfortable and shit. So, you know what I mean? Like, so if you did it that big and you're everywhere, for me, that's successful. That's why I'm like, I don't care. Haters, lovers, anything. I don't care, really. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man. Okay, wow, that's interesting. So, how did you come up with your poor name? I always like asking this question because I think well, a name, name is my, important. Well, my name, that's my real name. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Jones, J Jesse's my real name, my first, my my birth name. Uh, but my second name, Jones, I've been called Jones since I'm about 12 or 13 because my favorite motocross rider was Mike Jones. And my favorite writer was Mike Jones. And every time that we would practice in the foam pit and like do some tricks and uh, like, or like just race Hi, around the track and stuff, uh, I would always you... have, uh, you remember the rapper Mike Jones? <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, so I would always have Mike Jones singing in the background and stuff, and it just came kind of like that. And also my first name, my last name is super French, and it's like, it's it's super like hard to say and to spell and stuff, so Jones was like really like the way to go. And um, yeah, so just it just came Jesse Jones like that. But the, like the thing is, Jones for real is J O N Z E, like Jones, like like Spike Jones or you know like some shit like that. But uh, I spell it J O N S E when I when I work and stuff. Like my stage stage name is J O N S E. And also, I'm a big fan of Method Man. Method Man is like my favorite fucking rapper ever. And um, yeah, they call him Jones Dud. <laughs> so like it kind of like came like with all of that shit together. It, it's it stayed like. To Jones, so, and I stuck with it because that's what everybody, all my friends and shit, knew me and my nickname in Canada. So I said, like, I'll just keep it, whatever. Awesome, man. Okay, so, because uh, I've seen it spelled J O N E S. So which is the right spelling? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean J O N E S. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait, you're fucking, you're fucking with me now. Uh, how do you spell my last name? J O N E S. J O N E S. J O N E S. Okay, just making sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no. Okay, J O N E S is the spell on my scenes, but correct. But for real, my friends, it's J O N Z E. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, cool. Just making sure we got it right. Man, you got me confused over here. <laughs> it's your name. No, let me stop. Right? It's my fucking name. I should know that. Exactly. I told you I should smoke weed before 10 a.m. Okay. I agree. Okay. Yeah. When you're on set, I want to talk about sort of the good and the bad. What turns you on the most and what turns you off the most on set? Okay. Uh, what turns me on the most is a girl that's uh, that's clean, that, that, that's fucking, uh, that's professional, and that knows how to suck dick and do her job. And what turns me off the most is a girl that is annoying and talks about all the shit that she did the week before and that her pussy smells weird because she doesn't know how to take care of herself and stuff or that shaves all over top of her pussy but, like, the backside looks like fucking some dude trying to, you know, like some afro coming out of her asshole. Like, you know, she doesn't know how to shave herself or she's not, like, 100%, you know, like, you'll get those new girls that, 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 they put you in like they put you in with scenes like and you're like what the fuck are you doing in porn like do you understand <laughs> i i'm i'm such an asshole i can't say that but like usually i think about it so much why is twitter going sorry man my phone's going crazy yeah so like i i like yeah turn me off bad smells and unprofessional and turns me on uh just a hot girl i mean just that that's that's professional and that likes sex that's not just there for the paycheck, but that's there for actually giving a good scene for her career and and, and making like making it a scene and, and not complaining about everything or having to do an extra position and shit. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. It's you have to understand. It's so easy to to get annoyed on set. You know, especially if when you've been waiting for four or five hours. To do your scenes and there's people in front of you or the guy can't perform and he's fucking holding the whole day like there's so much shit happening to, to get annoyed so that's why when you get a girl that's cool and that's genuine that's like like not fake as fuck and that's not on twitter 24 7 it's kind of cool you know what i mean like, absolutely man all right now so 
you've starred in a bunch of different scene types. I mean, you've starred in, like, reality-based and, uh, like, wall-to-wall gonzo titles. You've even done some feature work. And you've also done what I like to call sort of, like, skip-based, like, vignette-style scenes where there's, like, a little bit of a setup. Things that you would expect from, as you mentioned earlier, like a Naughty America, like a Brazzers, that kind of thing, where there's, like, a little bit of a setup before the action. So my question for you is, do you prepare yourself at all mentally in different ways depending on the type of scene that you're going to be starring in that you're going to be performing in not really to be honest because to be one of the big main issue for for guys is just too much stress and that's the that's a wood killer you know what i mean you go to set like every day is the same and when you get there it's like a fucking christmas gift you know you open it and you get what you get. So, like, if you go there and thinking too much, you shoot yourself. If you go there and think you're going to kill it, you're probably going to fail. If you go there and you just shut the fuck up, put your headphones on, don't fucking talk around, because, you know, the loudest guy in the room is the weakest dude in the room. So you can't be out there and, like, you know, a lot of dudes fucking just go out there, talk a lot of shit, and can't perform. So you just have to go and, like, just listen to people, be nice, talk. And, and, and just do your own thing. Read your script when you get there. Like, ask any Brazzers director. They know, they know never to send me script the night before, the, the week before, because I never read them. You know, because it, then it looks fake. It looks like you're acting. If you get there and you read the script, I mean, I've read script for three years at UCLA, and I fucking wrote, I write scripts and I do stuff. So I remember like the line in a good way that I can act myself and it looks natural. Do you need help with your luggage? Okay. So, yeah. So, I fucking act natural and, like, you know, like, just easy. But if you go, like, I have a scene this Saturday for Digital Playground, a big feature with Abigail Mack. Like, for me, it's the same thing as if I go do a scene for Mofos uh, with, with, I don't know, fucking Alabama from Mississippi. I don't know. Shout out to Alabama from Mississippi. For me, it's the same same thing. Because, uh, you know, like, you have to understand, unless, unless I play, like, a character, unless, like, I have to be, like, a villain or some, some superhero, like, some, 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 you know, like, these actors, like, Ryan McCle- Driller, or I don't know his name too much, but he does, he does like, the Superman, or, yeah. or, like, my boy, Xander, when he does Spider-Man and shit. That, I would probably, like, try to, like, study my role and, and, and really read the line, and, and, you know, like, you know, when you work for Axel or for Jacodema, you can't really fucking go there and be, like, a dumb asshole. You need to know your line, and you need to know how to... But at the same time, like, I don't prep myself. Like, I don't eat some type of sandwich or, like, do some kind of exercise or look myself in the mirror and shit. Like, I don't do that stuff. Like, I just I just take it like a regular day, you know? Because porn, porn and your scene cannot be the hardest thing you do during the day. You have to have something more stressful and harder to do during the day than your scene because then you're going to fuck up. So I don't know how to really explain that, but that's... Just as give me that advice as soon as I came in the business. It's like you can't take porn as the hardest thing you have to do during the day because if you get stressed about doing your scene and you're not there yet, you're gonna fucking you're, you're not you're not gonna do a good scene. And even if you you get your dick hard and you you keep wood and you follow through with the scene, it's not about that. It's about mentally being there and fucking showcasing the girl and taking her mentally, not just physically. You know. Absolutely, great answer, man.
So my question for you is since you studied like basically working behind the scenes, you know, studying to basically studying film to, to basically direct, what's it like for you to be on the other side of the camera in particular having to act? Is that something that you enjoy doing or do you enjoy basically when you're getting on set and it's like gonzo wall to wall sex and so you don't have to even worry about the acting? Well, to be honest, to be honest, it's that I'd rather go and work for like Peter Newport and, and fucking Evil Angel and be on set for two hours for 800 bucks and go home than going for digital and getting the same amount of money and being there for 16 hours. But your scene that you did for Evil Angel and shit's not going to show up at AVN and it's not going to be featured. You're not going to be, you know, like, so it's a sacrifice. You either go and you get the, the big name and the promotion and you get be part of a big project or you just go and, and do a regular scene. To be honest, like, I'd rather do, like, the short, quick, easy scene, you know what I mean? Because that's my style. I'm not a fucking actor. I'm not going to lie. I'm not an actor. I, I could act, like, if you give me some type of role that I'm comfortable, but to, to go and do, like, what Tommy Pistol does and all that shit, like, I, I can't. Like, I can't even watch a parody. Like, I would throw up if I would ever have to reenact a parody. That's why, like, if I do stuff, it's original and it's good. And I always say I respect the director and I feel more comfortable working for a director that has been a talent before. So if I work for like Manuel or, or Tony Rebus or all these dudes, like I know they've been a talent. So when I say, hey, can I get a minute to get in my dick hard? They're not going to be like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody cut. They're going to be like, yeah, man, take your time. Fucking take your time. Seriously, we're just chill. You know, we're good. We're good. You know, like, so that's why I like being a talent. So that when I am a director, I understand more and I know uh, people's uh, needs and I know what, what they're going through and I know everything because I started from from like the first job to like, you know, what I want to be. That's, that's kind of like how I want to do it. Like if I would have been given a director, a director job as soon as I got in the business, I wouldn't have taken it. Because you need the respect, to first of all, to get all the girls to want to shoot for you. And then after that, you get popular. You can't just come in and take people's job and take away business from other people. Not being, you know, oh, yeah, look at this motherfucker from Montreal trying to come here and do what mind geeks doing to us. You know, like, you can't have that. Like, I, I'm not like that. I'm anti. I'm always for the underdog, you know, so like, I don't like big companies, I don't like, but you have to fucking bite the bullet and shoot for them if you want to be known, because other than that, you're nobody, you know? Very true, yeah. I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, oral, vag, or anal? <laughs> vag. There you go. Simple man. Well, I'm just saying anal is anal is, is, is just one big muscle. It, it, it's like, you know, it doesn't really feel like like you can't really get a grip, really. And also, like, most of the time, there's always issues. <laughs> and then oral, it's, I swear to God, like, probably five, five girls out of ten knows how to really suck a dick, you know, and make a guy come. Yeah, you know how. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not not a lot of girls can suck dick, to be honest. They put the dick in their mouth, and they think that's what you do, and you have to, like, instruct them and stuff. And, like, some of them, sometimes, I swear to God, if you had the BTS picture, 
sometimes when girls suck my dick, I look at the director or I look at Marco Rivera. He's, he's a photographer for Brazzers, and he knows right away. He's laughing like a motherfucker because he knows what's coming. Because if you can't suck my dick, I get the coconut oil, and I fucking jerk my shit right in your face. And the girls, oh my god, so funny. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, no, seriously, uh, I like Vag there because I mean it's it's the main, it's the the business, you know. Absolutely. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does that differ from your favorite position off camera? Uh, no, no. I think it's the same. It's either spoon, spoon, or or like doggy with the girl on her belly, kind of like with her legs split. That I'm like in control and I'm over her and I can choke her and fucking hold her down and stuff. And spoon is because you know like. I'm French, so I like to cuddle and talk shit in her ear. <laughs> there you go. And of course, how every scene ends. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load? Uh, probably the face. Because if she was a bitch before the scene, you come in her eye. And if she's cool, you come like right below her nose and everything, and you, she can keep her makeup to go out and do some other horror stuff after, you know? <laughs> there you go. Shout out to coming in her eye if she's a bitch. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming you've done had to do that a couple times. Or, yeah, trust me. Or if you see me do a lot of vag to blowjob, like a lot of blowjob in between position, that girl stink. Trust me. If you see me do that, because I never really do that. So if you see me, it's like, hey, bitch, smell yourself. That's what I have to smell behind back here. You know what I mean? Because girls know, man. You know, like if you have BV or UTI or some shit or you smell bad, like a lot of them, they have jealous boyfriend, bro. Like they will come inside of her like the night before just because, oh, yeah, she's my like a fucking dominant shit. And then the girl comes to set and she doesn't know any better to douche after she gets pumped in and stuff. I swear, some girls don't know shit. One girl on set, she drank the douche. She, she, a vaginal douche, she drank it, and she's like, so how did that work? I'm like, bitch, you're crazy. Like, it, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you put it up your <laughs> vagina and you squeeze it. Like, is this for real? Like, I thought she wanted attention. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear, you have to be dumb as fuck to drink a vaginal douche thinking that it's going to clean your vagina. Like, that is not even the same part of your body. That's too funny. That, that, I don't know what to say next. But, uh, yeah. but I do have another question. So, um, okay. For those that are tuning in right now, and let's say we have someone that's tuning in that's never seen a Jesse Jones scene. My question for you is, how would you describe your fuck style? My fuck style? Oh, man. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it, it really be, it, it, it came different, like, from the beginning when I started in this business and I had, like, girlfriends and, like, bad relationship and shit. And that was, like, like just regular, you know, like, now I, I control my scene, you know, like, I work for, like, really, like, I, I like working for evil and, and, and stuff that I can really be myself and, like, be aggressive. Like, I like, you know, my favorite performers are Nacho Vidal, uh, Rocco Sig Freddy and Manuel. So I kind of like try to to stay in that that range range of like Gonzo slash fucking raw 
uh, hard fucking, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't really give myself, I don't want to give myself a title. Like people like Joey told me, uh, Joey Silvera told me like, I was like the new generation of fucking gonzo guys, you know, like, like it's, it's just, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I fuck. I don't, I don't watch my scenes really. I don't watch myself, but like, trust me, like girls fucking, I, like I have a lot of lot of lot of girls telling me like I'm one of their favorite performers because like they know when they come on set with me they're gonna come and they know that it's gonna be easy scene easy stills we're going home real fast and stuff you know like I don't masturbate at home I don't fucking have sex with civilian I don't do I don't go to clubs I don't like you know my 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 regime and my training for, for being in this business and being successful at it is, is really hardcore. Like people don't even know. So that's why like, I, I, I like to give good scenes. I like to, for director to remember me and I like to uh, just keep the girl happy and really like choke a girl, grab her, look her in the eye, spit on her, fucking fuck her in the ass, fuck her in the pussy, like any hole, like ass to mouth. Like I like all that shit, you know, like I like boy, boy girls. I like DPs. I never done double badge, but like, I'm not gay. So I don't give a fuck if my dick touches another dick, dude, you know, like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Like some homophobes or some, a lot of male talent did gay shit before they, they came in the business. And now they're all like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do boy, boy, girl. They can't like, we'll do a blow bang for like Johnny Darko for evil angel or some shit. And they'll be in the corner jerking off because they can't even be around. It's like that alpha male shit. Like me, I'm like, fuck you guys. Like I'm here to get a paycheck. Get the fuck out of my face. I'm getting hard and busting a nut. That's it. That's all. You know, I don't have any, <laughs> any egos or issues that I have to deal with, you know? So I don't give a shit. Shout out to Jesse Jones bringing it with the answers. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> okay, speaking of the girls, who have been uh, some of your most favorite performers to work with? Oh, man, that's... I'd say the next one. <laughs> to be honest, I'd say, I'd say <laughs> the, next girl, the, the next girl I'm working with. But no, man, there's always like these fucking girls like... Um, like Carter Cruz, Adriana Chechik, Chanel Preston, fucking, uh, you know, these girls like uh, August Ames, these girls would fucking, these girls, I don't know, there's always these girls that are so awesome to work with, mm -hmm. they're so cool, they're so fucking, you know, like, oh no, that was not on screen, fuck, uh, <laughs> fuck, no, 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 I was gonna say a name, but, well, yeah, so there's like, there's these girls that's like, always like okay cool i'm happy to work with her today like i'm i'm gonna have a good day i know she loves it i know she's this i know she's that there's always these girls but i don't have one in particular because i mean i'm not here to fall in love i'm here to you know to do my job so i, I don't really know uh, i mean fuck i remember one time though i did a scene and i said holy shit this girl is on one this girl is something else i don't remember though this is such a thing because your mind it's like a stripper right you don't remember your fucking customer you you, you strip for in, in yeah. alabama you know like it's just it's just it just things that you don't because i work so much if i would be like you know working four or five times a month I would be like remembering everything and shit like like it's ridiculous because I work for my website, I work for my uh, for other people, I work for companies like so. It's really hard, but who who fuck? 
wait, I want to I wanna say a name. No, I, I can't say a name because then I'm going to be in trouble. How about this question? Who have you not worked with that you're looking oh forward God. to working with in the future? Okay, this has to happen soon. And it's funny because we slept in the same bed, me and this girl, three times, I think. Two or three times. Yeah. At the Brazzers house that we just filmed, that's coming out soon, we just, we slept together, but we never had sex, okay, on camera or off camera or anything, ever, never work with her. I think she's hot as fuck. She is cool as fuck too. And she, um, she's OG, you know, uh, Electra Blue. So nice. I always had like this little crush about Electra Blue that I've never worked with her. I always wanted to work with her and it needs to happen soon because, you know, uh, she's, I think she, she talked, she talked about retirement and some shit the other day. So I was like, what? Wait a second. So I'm, I'm trying to make that happen. So there's her and then Wells that I've never worked with that I always want to work with. Um, fuck, did I work with her? I never worked with Christy Mack. I think she's hot. Um, and I've never worked with, oh, Riley Steele. Nice. Better, yeah, Riley yep. Steele, the blonde, the blonde one, not mm -hmm. Riley Reed. I just worked with Riley Reed yesterday. Riley Steele, the blonde one that's with Axel Braun. That yep. fucking, that, uh, that needs to happen. That never happened. And I always liked her from when she was like with Jesse Jane with, in digital. Yeah. Yeah, I always liked her. So basically, these two, because the rest, I've worked with everybody that I, that I fucking ever wanted to work with. Or oh no, oh no, Jenna Hayes. Oh my God, that was so hot. And Belladonna. Man, I wish these these are fucking real cool performers from back in the days, man. I wish they were still in. Yeah, but I'm I here agree. when they do a comeback. I'm here when they do a comeback, though. Exactly, man. You're ready to go. Yeah. No, Belladonna, she was so cool and hardcore, and Jenna Hayes is like fucking the princess. When you first entered the business, were there any performers or directors, producers that you looked up to in the industry? Were there any people that you uh, respected their career trajectory and uh, you hoped to to uh, basically achieve you know, yeah. a similar level of success? Yeah, there's two. Uh, I'm big, 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 big fan of Jules Jordan. I think he's the fucking the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his, his, his videos, his ways of filming, the people he hired, everything about Jules, awesome. And also uh, Seymour Butts. I've been, I've, I, he started for me the Gonzo camera. Like he started that stuff, and I've always been a big fan of Seymour. And also Peter North. You know, Peter North. You know, he's from Halifax. He's from my country. He's from Canada, and he's like uh, a big legend back there. And he's, you know, that was a guy that you looked up to when you were a kid and be like, oh shit, man, I wish. <laughs> you know, like dudes like that. I've never been looked up to the girls, really. It was more like the director, like, like, uh, uh Stagliano or like, um, or like Manuel. Like, uh, you know, I looked up to these dudes. Like, these dudes are more like starstruck when I see them, even though I know them and I'm not starstruck now. But I was more starstruck in the beginning to go on set and see, like, I don't know, like James Dean or some shit than to see Jenna Jameson or Jesse Jane or other girls. Because, you know, for me, it was more like, I have a goal in this business. I'm not here to fucking fuck around and just do a couple scenes and get out. I'm here to 
get up the ladder to get up to where Jules Jordan's at and take take his you know take a, a, a do a company make a, a legitimate company like that in a couple of years. So like I'm doing this for this. I'm I'm just learning everything so that I can fucking own everything when I do it. Very cool, man. I love your mindset. So. I was going to ask if you watched your own scenes, but that's something you try not to do. But are you kind of forced to have to do it because you are no, I'll watch the, creating I'll watch the you know, your own site? I'll, yeah, I'll watch the acting part and I'll, I'll, I'll go through the editing and stuff. But like to to like just watch a scene of mine and like, like not really. I mean, <laughs> unless it's a big feature and it's like cool effects and shit, like then I'll, I'll, I might. But like I'm going to skip through the sex scene because it's like like an actor watching you know like a singer listening to songs like you were there you saw it you lived it like why the fuck watch it unless it's really like impressive or unless like it, it was a really really good scene and you like the girl or something and you're like oh i need to see that like then you watch it but it's always weird even friends like i can't watch real i can't watch porn and, and like see my friends like see xander fuck uh, somebody like it, it's weird it's like holy shit ugh. You know what I mean? It's that feeling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I rather I you know if I watch porn, I watch European hardcore shit, or I watch like amateur stuff. To be honest, because it, it can't be really people I know, and I know everybody kind of. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? I was probably like nine. Okay. Yeah, probably like yeah nine. I remember because uh, we 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 fucking busted. Uh, there was an old barn and there was Playboys and and VHS tape and there was a box in it that was about to get burned and we me and my brother about well, my half brothers we took it and we uh, <laughs> I remember we had Playboys and we had sex days and like we watched it and it was crazy. We had like from after school at 4.15 to like 5 to watch it before your parents came home and stuff. <laughs> it was like we had like a whole fucking thing going and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. And I remember my first first tape ever was uh, Jules Jordan and Crystal Steele from back in the days. And then the other one was the Seymour Butt and Taylor Hayes uh the vacation when they went on vacation in the in Jamaica or some shit. See, I remember that. That was, that was like fucking long time ago. Wow, that's crazy. Shout out to the barn full of porn. I, I bet yeah, a lot of the listeners of wish they had a barn full of porn. <laughs> it was just one box though, but still, it was like when you're a kid and you find like a hundred Playboys and five porn it's like tapes, a treasure. Like you're fucking, you're balling. Throughout your career in the industry, what has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on set? Oh, wow. Funny day. I mean, every day is funny. But, wait, some one time my jaw was hurting so much, so much from laughing. Oh, shit. Wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, there's this thing. Okay, so we're doing this scene, and and I, I'm not gonna say names, but <laughs> I'm doing this scene, and my friend is doing a DP with another dude uh, and this girl. So they're doing the DP, and so 
we're there like watching because we had the sun, the sun was coming in and it was going into my other friend's face. So we had to be like careful. So like my friend at the bottom slipped out and the girl was trying to reach to, to put it back in her ass. But the guy up top's like, I got it. And then he fucking grabbed my other friend's dick and he put it in her ass. <laughs> like nothing uh, in her pussy, like nothing happened. And, <laughs> and then my friend on the ground is looking at every director and everybody's trying to make eye contact and, and tell us in desperation, yo, this dude just straight up grabbed my cock. And everybody is bawling out, so we're not looking at him. And then we kept the scene going until the cum shot. And I swear to God, I've never seen somebody so fucking pissed. And, 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 but he was laughing. I swear, everybody was crying because like the fact that we did not cut the fact that the guy up top did it without even flinching and, and not even giving a fuck. And this, so this, the other fact is that we've seen the guy at the bottom look everywhere for somebody's attention <laughs> and nobody give a fuck. That was so funny. That's crazy. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was really some funny shit. Seriously, like you have to be there. I mean, there's always some funny stuff happening on set. Like, especially if you work for guys like Quasar, and Nate Dog and fucking like these dudes like they'll fucking throw joke at these like I swear like a bad like a, a a bad couple that hates each other and they talk shit call each other like fucking faggot gremlin like bunch of shit like but you're you're trying to keep hard and do your scene and these motherfuckers are like having a food fight in the kitchen you know like it's just it's hilarious. So from the funny to the embarrassing, has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set? Uh, no, not to me. I mean, when, with a girl, like girls shitting places or having like, like doing anal and having like fucking shit on your cock or like, or like, or like the girl just did an anal scene the day, the, the, like in the morning and then you do an vag scene with her in the afternoon and you do reverse cowgirl and then like she shits on you or like fucking uh, uh, yeah that's pretty much the embarrassing stuff or like other than that there's nothing really no, no yeah nothing really other than that most yeah. like most just shit and and I mean, embarrassing if you show up to set and your test is not good. That's embarrassing. Uh, if you show up to, you know, like there's stuff like that, but it's nothing like when you get shot on, man. Trust me. Well, yeah, I don't think that's anything anybody wants to experience. Yeah. No. Well, some people pay for that. Actually. Well, yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, there's nothing you can say that people don't pay for. That's very true. So, from the funny, to the embarrassing, to the crazy, what's the craziest thing that you've had to do in a scene? I had to call a drug dealer to get Xanax because the girl wouldn't do the scene. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Uh, I had to... Fuck. I mean, crazy. Oh, wonder. Well, no, I was just riding motocross and jumping and shit. Uh, crazy. Uh, like what? Like define crazy. What are you talking about? Like a crazy script where, or or some some crazy sexual stuff, or like something crazy like. It's up to you. It can be all of the above. 
Well, yeah, no, really, like something crazy. I had to fuck in the middle of the desert at midnight at 50 degrees in the water. That was the most terrible hypothermia scene I've ever had to do in my life. That was crazy. Uh, other than that, I, I I never like pissed in a girl's mouth. I never did, you know, like I never did that shit. So I, I don't really have some crazy, some crazy story. I mean, I'm sure I have some, but it's, it's not coming right now because I okay. don't understand the question. Well, the desert scene sounds good. I mean, oh, I'll take that. That was a good. That, that was, was, I'll that take was that terrible. answer. Well, that I mean, that, that, that's a good answer. Terrible for you though. To actually have to yeah, do it. Yeah, for, for <laughs> me, yeah. Everybody's like in their warm jacket and you're naked in the water shooting for digital on, on like some suspender and like, it was for the movie Bubblegum. Uh, I was like a ninja or some shit. Yeah, I think I remember that. Something that you mentioned just a couple questions ago is Brazzers House. Can you share with the listeners exactly what that project is? Because uh, when you spoke to me about it, I thought it sounded very interesting. Yeah, it is, but like, we can't really talk about it because it's not. There. Well, I'm, I'm, I can talk about. It. I could just, I just can't say who's on it. So, no, correct. So yeah, it, it's, uh, it's me, and two other male talents, which uh, one is Kieran because he's the host. That's everybody knows. So, so yeah, Kieran and then another male talent with like ten crazy bitches in a house in vegas for three days straight cameras microphone everything going big brother style uh drama fucking shit talking and then there's scene where fucking people and stuff it was awesome it was cool it was like we had food fight we had shit happening we had uh a balloon fucking water balloon fight we had like we we couldn't drink alcohol so me and nikki oh shit yeah no i can say nikki Benz. Me and Nikki fucking sneaked out and, and went and like got some fucking alcohol and like we brought it in and then the whole mood changed and I swear there was some crazy, crazy stuff happening. It's good. It's coming out soon. I don't know. I have to ask people in Montreal, but I think it's coming out like in April or May, but it's like, the, you know what the digital playground just did? And then the winner, people vote every week or every episode and then the winner gets like 10 grand and some shit. Not bad. Yeah, so like I don't even know who the winner is. Like we, I, I even asked Nikki the other day, uh, who's the winner? I wanted her to tell me. She's like, I can't. I don't even know who it is. So I'm like, okay, I trust you. So yeah, she doesn't know. Nobody knows. Oh yeah, no, we can't know because the fan votes. That's why. So yeah, so when it comes out, the fans are gonna vote for the winner. The winner's gonna win the money. But I was supposed to stay just for one scene, one night. And ended up staying like two, three days because, it, you know, nobody was fucking entertaining. Everybody's lame as fuck. Everybody's sitting on the couch, drinking, smoking cigarette and shit. So I was infiltrating drama. Like I was, I would go and put water in people's bed. I would go on top of the roof, throw, throw balloons at fucking all the people in the bathtub, in the hot tub. Um, we we created drama it was awesome like if i wasn't there and me and a couple other people it would have been it would have sucked but it was good like we had like interviews behind the scene and see i already work with with eaton and vic and all the people from browsers in vegas so we already have that relationship so 
so Ethan was like, okay, go crazy. I want you to talk mad shit about like Phoenix Marie or some shit. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let me. And then, but, but while I'm doing that, he's having her listening on the fucking microphone in the other room. So now when I get out, she knows what I just said. So like there's this shit happening. It's cool, man. You'll like it. It's pretty cool. Sounds exciting, man. I can't wait to see it. And shout out to Kieran Lee. He's uh, awesome people. We had him on the station a couple years ago for an interview. Oh, nice. Now it's too expensive, right? Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's I'm funny. Kidding. That's funny, but it's probably very true. No. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure you do it for free. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's awesome people. Okay, so right now, it's time for the big question. Emphasis on big. I'm sure it's the question that a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know. How much is Jesse Jones packing? What do you mean? Oh, like my... my <laughs> shit, I had to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we, we did measure it for a scene not too long ago. Um, it's exact. Well, it's... I would say 9.1 inches. So it's 9 inches. Okay. You got to add that point 0.1. Oh, no, no, no. Not, no I'll I, round I'm it up. teasing you, man. <laughs> I'll, round, I'll round it up because, you know, like the girls are like, no, it's 9. It's Because some girls bet that it was more than 9, and then it was 9.1, so she's trying to hustle. But yeah, 9, nine inches, uh, and it's it's. I don't know how to explain thickness, but fuck. <laughs> Just use your imagination, use Google, whatever. There you go. So, when did you first realize that you were packing something special? <laughs> when I played hockey as a kid and all my friends were like, bro, listen, <laughs> you got to do something with that shit. Yeah, because I was <laughs> circumcised when I was a kid. I was circumcised when I was like three or four. I'm not Jewish. I don't even know why. I think my mom just did it because she preferred it. And so I got circumcised and I fucking, my dick just got big. And I remember like my grandma, my mother, like they would, they would you know, like when you're a kid, you're six, seven, eight, nine, you take baths with your parents, I, I guess. And like, they would tell me, damn, Jesse, your shit is huge. And I was like, I didn't give a fuck. But then my girlfriends, all my girlfriends throughout high school and college, they were like, holy shit, we can't take you. Like, we can't have regular sex every day with you because our pussy sore as fuck and you're destroying us. And they were all saying the same stuff. And so, yeah, that, about that age. And then also when I did my first scene and, like, Amy looked at it, she was like, damn, fuck, that is, that is an awesome dick. Like, you should really, really, you can make a lot of money. So I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but other than that, and other than that, it's not like, it's like if you look at me and if you meet me and if, like, every girl, they're like, holy shit, we never expected that from you. Because I'm not, I don't know what the fuck does it look at Danny D. Motherfucker's like 140 pounds and he's six feet tall and the dude has fucking third leg. You know, like you can't tell who has a big dick just by looking at him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I learned really at a young age that my dick was uh, bigger than other people, especially playing hockey and sports and, and stuff like that, like where you, you, you see others, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop shot? Are you the type of person that, you know, watches what they eat before a scene or... You know, absolutely okay. not. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I, I have a, a, a diet that I do, but it's not for my pop shots, for myself. 
whatever comes out of my dick comes out of my dick when I'm on camera. I don't give a, you know, I'm not like, I still get paid the same amount of money. I don't get paid for my pop shot. You know, I get paid to fuck. Unless they tell me, hey, we need a big pop shot. It's a cream pie or this and that. And like, you can't, you can't, you know, like I'm, I'm just make sure not to book myself the night before. So I have a couple of days. But other than that, like, I just eat a lot of celery, uh, a lot of green spinach, and also papaya seeds, and a lot of coconut water, and a lot of stuff. You know, like, all this shit that, that, that male performers should already be drinking and doing. But other than that, I don't go out of my way to be like, take supplements, or take some multiplier, or take some stuff like that to get more, more jizz, like, I don't know. I want to move the interview into serious territory and talk about some of the bigger issues in and around the industry. My first question for this set is about family. Does your family know about your career in the business? And if so, how do they feel about it? Yeah, every, all, everybody in my family knows on my dad and my mom's side. And they're all supportive and they're all okay with it. They're all like... They know I'm successful at it, and they, they, they wish me the best, and they have no issue. They, they actually support me, and they've been really cool. My mother, my dad, everybody, actually. All my cousins are like, fuck yeah. And then my uncles and stuff, they're all proud. Like, you know, it's just, they know that I'm going to make it at something and be some, you know, so they just, as long as I do something that I love and stuff, you know, like, I'm from a really good, loving family, so it's not like... They're, they're they're disown me or some shit. Plus, if you're a guy in this industry, you 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 do porn, you're like a hero. If you're a girl, you're a fucking slut and a whore, and you're disowned. You know, it's just it's sad, but that that's how things are. So, absolutely, man. Yeah. A lot of casual porn watchers may see all of the condomless sex and not realize that the industry is heavily tested, regardless of the amount and the consistency of the testing. In the adult industry, do you ever feel worried about catching a STI or worse on set? Yeah, of course. It's always a big issue. That's why, like, people say I'm an asshole, but I'm not an asshole. If I go to set and I look at the girl and she has fucking an outbreak or she has herpes or something, I'm not going to stick my fucking dick in there, so I'm going to tell her to go home or I'm going home or, you know, like, but they're like, oh, well, you can work around it. Like, some agent, they overwork their girls, so they don't let girls time to heal or their pussies are sore or tear open or they have, like, a fucking, you know, like, some, some herpes or something, and then they'll still send them to set because they want the money. But I'm not going to shoot with you. You know, I'm not going to do a fucking scene with you. So I just cancel because I don't do this for the money. You know, I do it for myself and I do it for the good scene. So I can't have a good scene with you if I know you have that. So that's why, like, I think it's the biggest. Not just that, like 90% of these fucking girls are hookers. So they go and they get tested on Monday. And then they go hook in New York and Washington, D.C. and shit on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come back on Sunday. Their test is still good for six days but they're fucking doing a scene with you and you don't know if they did the clients in New York offered them an extra thousand dollars to go bareback. You don't know what the, the, that guy has something, you know, like it's such a fucking vicious circle. It, it's terrible. That's why like people say, I respect hooker. If you're a fucking hooker, own it, get your money, hustle, babe. But, but when you get back to LA, get tested again and get a fresh new test. That's why I know all the, the escort sites. I know all the girls that escort. So when I do work with these girls, I request a three-day test or, or even the same-day test 
or like a, a day old, like at most, because I'm not going to fucking risk my life. I'm not going to be the guy who gets a phone call from AHFS or some shit being like, hey, uh, yeah, by the way, you have AIDS. And then the whole industry shun you and they, they pretend like you never ever even fucking existed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be that dude. So that's why, like, I'm really careful, like working with like these, these, we call them the plastics, like working with these fucking girls that, that are never on set. They only do one or two scenes a month just to keep their rate up because they're, they're majoring in hooker instead of fucking and doing their job as being a real performer and going in front of the camera and doing the real scene. You know, it's too much work for them. So, like, you know, I don't respect that. You know, if you do it, own it. Don't talk shit about people who do it. But don't fucking go and put people at risk or, or work with fucking crossover gay performers that are highly at risk and then come back and, and give it to us. You know, I just think it's disrespectful and it's bad for the business. I respect that answer, man. You're bringing it with the answers, man. Well, it's just the truth. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything written down in front of me. You know, I'm just telling you how it is. That's, that's all. That's why. That's why they don't fucking Playboy and all these people don't get me on radio show because I say it exactly how it is, and a lot of company don't like that. Well, I respect it, man, and you're certainly welcome to come back whenever the hell you want. Cool. Yeah, man. So, sort of in the same vein as uh, the previous question, I want to talk about condoms because condoms. The issue of condoms in the industry has been not all, not only all over the adult industry press, but it's been all over the mainstream industry press as well. Especially with uh, Measure B, you know, the which is known as the County of Los Angeles Safer Sex in the Adult Film Industry Act, and then they tried to get that Assembly Bill 1576 passed and all that kind of stuff. So. This is a twofold question for you. Part one, what's your opinion on whether condoms should or shouldn't be used in productions? And the second part is, what's your sort of take on the ramifications of uh, Measure B and uh, what the industry is doing, in particular, sort of slowly moving the major productions to Vegas? I damn! I wish I could give you an answer. <laughs> I know nothing about that, to be honest. I've probably I've shot a lot of scenes in my career, and I probably shot six six condom scenes, and they're all wicked. So I I I have no clue. Like I don't follow it. I I don't even pay attention to it. I don't know what it is. I know that a lot, a lot, a lot of companies have moved to Vegas. And I get flown to Vegas all the time to work and stuff, but I don't, I don't pay attention to it. Like, like I said, I don't even open the emails. I just open the emails that they send me about like some stuff happening and some meetings and stuff. But other than that, like I'm not following because one company says this, the other company says that, the other company, it, it's always like a, you know, I just wait to hear it from directors on set or I just wait to like, get that news but i don't really follow it like you know if the business moves to vegas i'm fucking moving to vegas like there's no sorry i'm just getting a lighter so. okay so yeah if i move if the business all moves to vegas well i'll move to vegas you know i don't have a problem i'm just saying like i'm not i don't follow it like i can't i can't say like an educated answer on what I think about it because I feel they should let us do whatever the fuck we want. If we put a condom on or not, that's none of their business. It's like it's like me telling the, the, the politician what kind of car they need to drive or, or what kind of clothes they need to wear. Like that's 
it's not like there's more AIDS case going on around LA and everything than the business industry. I mean, we, we, we have no, almost no cases. Like in 10 years, we had one or two and it's always from the, the gay side or some shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that, yeah, we should, we should, because to be honest, a lot of people don't want to watch uh, porn with condoms. That's very true. Because I wouldn't want to born with a condom because that, that takes the whole fucking purpose out of it. It takes the whole fantasy, the whole risk, the whole, you know, it takes everything out of it for me. Throughout your time in the industry and in all of the scenes that you've done, have you ever caught a sexually transmitted disease or infection on set? Uh, I had chlamydia once and I got it treated. I got a shot and four pills. I got chlamydia once. I got lucky enough to never catch any herpes or any fucking uh, syphilis when there was syphilis outbreak or any kind of stuff like that. But yeah, I did have have chlamydia once. Okay. And it and and it's and it's because um, the girl that I work with for browsers, she wasn't. She was fucking. They told me on set because she had a test that was valid. And but she went and got tested anyway the night before, so she was waiting for her results. So we're doing the stills, and we're halfway through the scene, and they're like, "Cut, cut, cut, cut!" Like Jesse, come here, and they're like, "What?" She's like, "She just got her new test result, and she has chlamydia." I'm like, "Oh my god, fuck you!" So yeah, I was mad, and I went and got the shot. So even if I never tested that it came out like I figured that if I had sex with her and she had it that I had it so I went and got the shot right away so when I got tested again after it never showed up and I was good good thinking man is there a misconception or myth about porn stars that you would like to dispel yeah <laughs> like everybody thinks porn people like they see you at the club or at the bar or somewhere you think that like like you're down the fuck all the time or like you're 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 gonna show your tits or you're gonna let them do whatever like it's not really like that like most of the girls just they have regular life and they have regular stuff and just they have families they have duties they have shit to do you know what i mean like people don't really get like everybody can can have sex everybody has a pussy or a dick you know like it's just it, it, it's people put it on the pedestal and put it on a big stage. And most, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Wait, I'll be honest with you. 90% of these girls, you would not recognize if you meet in the street, you know, unless it's like the Jesse Jane and the Alexis Texas and shit without makeup and, and, and stuff like that. These girls don't look like what they look on TV on camera, you know, Mm -hmm. So like a lot of girls, they don't they don't get recognized even if they say they do all the time. They don't. And the other the other thing is is that yeah, people that that's mainly it. People just just being disrespectful to and and objectifying women. Like oh yeah, like show me like I don't know. I'm just not like that. So it's just hard sometimes to to, to understand it. Some girls understand that hey. It comes with the job. You have to be nice to fans and stuff. But some people are just disrespectful sometimes. Absolutely. Is there? Yeah. Oh wait. Go ahead. Continue. No, no, no. That was. I was gonna say that and religious people online. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. absolutely true. 
And the final question in sort of the serious set of questions, is there an aspect of the adult industry that you do not enjoy? Um, yeah, the politics mainly. Like I've never been one to deal with politics and stuff, but this business is is, is all about it. It's like like a big. Uh, it's like it's like you never left high school. It's thirteen. We call it thirteen grade because it's freaking. It, it's ridiculous. Like you'll see people people that should never be where be working in the industry, being the new face of a website. You see girls that can't perform as, as fuck, but because they're fucking the director, they get all the work. You get uh, clicks of people that, 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 that can't tweet other people because they can't be, it, it's just, it's a big, it's, I don't know. It's a big, like, that's why I try to stay away from it. And I just, you know, I do my own thing and I have my own friends outside of porn and stuff because it just gets like tiring. You're with these people on set all the time, and then you have to go to award shows with these people all the time, and you have to to always like try to you know try to because I can't fake smile and and be you know if I don't like you I don't like you you'll know it if I like you if I can talk to you that's cool but other than that like it's just yeah it's a bunch of clicks and it's a bunch of like you have this fucking you know you have these reporters they call themselves reporters or like news people for porn business but they're not they're fucking they're 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 a joke you know i mean they're one-sided people that that just team up with the girl to get a a story out which is not even half true and and they all go and feed on that and like it's just it's just like for me it's, it's stupid it's ridiculous like Oh well, this girl knows this guy, so he has to be on their no list. Like, like the whole no list and agencies, agencies fighting with each other all the time. So you can't work with this girl, you can't work with that girl. This girl can't work on that set. Like, agency takes more money out of girls' pockets than they actually make. It's ridiculous. Like, it's it's stupid. That's why I don't have a fucking agent. That's why, like me, Johnny Sins. Kieran, we don't need agent. Our performance fucking shows itself and director hires us because they want us. They don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. fucking this person, this person having to do, oh, well, he can't work with her. And like, fuck you. I can work with whoever I want, you know? Very true, man. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's that's the best thing to do is to not have an agent, especially once you've developed a name. No, sort of. They're pagers. They're 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 fax machine. They're old news. They're the middleman. Like how hard it is. Like me, I have a shoot for March 18 right now. That I know my wardrobe. I know my talent, and I know my location. The girl that I'm working with, she's probably going to get all of that information the night before or two days before the shoot. Like agents are just they're in the middle. They just use their connection. They're like a an old pimp that fucking just, just that still run on a pager and a payphone, like technology people. We need to see what we need and what I'm working on right now that I would love to have it launch is a fucking website where the talent logs in and have their own profile, their own Twitter, their own everything link on that website where they manage their own career where director can go in and 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 actually book them directly and see their schedule when they're open when they're tested and and you can rent location on the website you can do everything it's a one-stop thing and there's no clicks and there's no there's no people known because it's a fucking machine it's a computer so there's no favoritism there's no this and that there's no you know what i mean like you'll call a director will call an agent and be like hey 
I want Carmen Karma for this scene. She is awesome. She rocks. The director's going to be like, oh, fuck. Let, let me, oh, she's unavailable. Try this girl, though. Because this girl just sucked my dick. And I promised her a scene. So, so get this girl. And that girl sucks. And, and like people don't know that. So that's why on the website, when you log in as directors and as producers, you can put notes. Yo, this girl is the next big thing. Hire her. She's on time. She's clean. She's good. Not that anybody, fans and stuff, can write stuff, but actual directors and companies so that it gives girl like a rating and and and, and it gives them like uh, you know i don't know you need something like you can't have all these fucking agents having six seven eight girls and then booking girls not being able to booking the first girls they got in the first place and then holding them on a fucking bullshit contract so the girl wants to leave the agent because the agent is not booking her work at all and wants her to start hooking so now they're holding her work, so she's struggling, starving away from her family. And then they're like, okay, well, if you want to go to Shy or if you want to go to OC or 101 Modeling, it's going to cost you $2,000. Do you know how many scenes an agent need to book you to make $2,000 in profit if he gets 10%, 15% of a thousand? That's, he gets 150 every scene. So that's like him booking you 20 scenes in a day when another agent goes and buy you out of her contract. See, like people do that now. It's not even about talent or about girls or bringing up girls. They know the life expectancy of a girl now in business is three to six months. So they fucking just make money on a turnaround and on, on it's almost like not human trafficking, but talent trafficking, I would say, that they, these agents do. And they make and they traumatize these girls and they push them out of the business way before they should leave. And, and, and that's why you just see them work for a couple months and then they find a sugar daddy or somebody that has money and they just leave the fucking business and they don't care because they know there's no future and it's like a vicious circle, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that was interesting. That's a very insightful answer. I don't think a lot of people, you know, because I would say a lot of the listeners, I mean, obviously they aren't into the industry, so it's it's great to get sort of like an insider's point of view on what's going on. Yeah. Taking the interview into a different direction, uh, let's talk about relationships. In your opinion, is it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business? Mm, yeah, definitely. It's, it, I mean, it's 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 totally hard. I mean, you know, what I mean, you have to you have to save yourself for your work, but then you have somebody else at home that wants you and wants it to do shit and then you know like it, it, i don't know it's hard man i call it relationships so it's it, it's just it always comes down to the, the same thing in the first couple months they're cool with it and then after that it goes to oh well i'm jealous and then i like you oh i want you to get out of the business and then fucking shit happens it's it's always really the same business unless you're with a girl that is in the same industry and understand your work and understand what you do and you have like trust and everything then you're good you're cool you can have a good time but it, just with civilians or with 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 other people and stuff like it, it's it, it must be hard like i don't fuck with you know civilians and stuff but i must be really hard to like have both see me i take my true life real separately like jesse jones is a character like jesse jones is is a guy who doesn't give a fuck who does what he wants and that just 
you know, like that's that's basically like I take it I like wrestling or like UFC or something. Like name name me wrestler wrestlers. You you under you know Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate. Mm-hmm. You know all these big guys because why? Because they had makeup on their face. They had a fucking character. You don't remember the fillers, the one that comes in with no names and nothing. You know, like I mean, like it's just it's a business, man. You need to know how to do it. You know, so that's why like right now you're talking to 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 the real me, to me that you know is. Uh, just having a regular day right now before I go to work. You know, it's just different when you have to know how to play a character, you need, you need to know what to do, and, and and also, like, girls don't understand that when you date somebody. And, you know, if I go on Twitter, I just had a scene with, with fucking Abigail Mack, and I'm like, oh, my God, we had such a great scene today, amazing sex. So if she sees that on my Twitter, she's going to be, like, pissed as fuck. I don't want to come home from work and have somebody pissed in my fucking bedroom, you know, get the fuck out of here. You know, it's just, it's just like, for me, I can't have that. That's why, like, I, I've been in porn relationships. I've just been, you know, I just got out of a really bad relationship. It's just, it's better for your career and your mindset and your your job and everything to be single because, you know, like, you have to work. You have to, 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 to always, you know, be on point. You have to, you know, if I get home and my girl sucks my dick really, really, really good and I get used to that, when I go on set and this little fucking rookie use her teeth and, and hurts my shit, I'm going to get limp. So these are all little excuses that I'm going to have to fucking not get hard. So, you know what I mean? When you deprive, deprive yourself and when you don't have sex and stuff, whatever the girl's just going to turn you on no matter what. Even if she sucks, at least you're going to find, hey, well, I have a nut in three days. You know what I mean? Like, there's just these things. When you have a girlfriend, you can't do that. And plus, like, when you have a website, see, I own a clothing line. I have a fucking, I do music. I do a lot of stuff. So, like, when you have a girl and you work on top of that, it's just always have to, you know, I don't like answering to anybody. So, basically... But yeah, I can tell. I can tell how it's hard for a lot of people. Uh, it's basically always the same bullshit. The girl fall in love and then gets slows her scenes down and stuff, and then director don't hire her because well now she has a boyfriend and she won't do this or won't come out for dinner after the scene. It, you know, it's 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 always the same shit. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique. Something unique. Um, oh fuck. <laughs> okay. Mm, let me think about that. Well, I eat dessert before I eat my meal. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I eat dessert before dinner. I um, I never use a white lighter. I hate eating around fat people. Oh gosh! <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't like people that lick their fingers after they eat chips. Uh, what else? Sorry, I don't know. Oh, quirky about no, I'm telling you my pet peeve right now. Quirky about myself? Sorry, I don't know. Um, I don't know what's quirky about myself. What does quirky mean? I thought I was like a weird. Motherfucking looking dude from that TV show Quirky. Yeah, I'm not trying to say something. I guess maybe I'm a bit unique. Unique, I know, I know. Something a little different about me that maybe separates you from somebody else, or just something different traits. Okay. Uh, you have like weird traits. 
Yeah, but I don't. I can't come up with them. Yeah, I don't know. You can say, okay, you know what? I'll let you say whatever you want about me. <laughs> about me. I'm that. I'm that confident. Say whatever you want about me. I don't know. I don't know about quirky thing. I'm just. I'm just a regular dude. I'm a nerd. I love video games. See, I fucking. I love video games. Like right now, I'm deep down in video games. So yeah. Okay, that's good enough. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Um, goal-oriented, fucking, oh, does that fucking count? No, wait. No. Goal or, goal-oriented, peculiar with what you wear. Peculiar with what I wear. It has to be ten words. Okay, uh, I match. <laughs> that is a, that's a different question. Wait, sorry, I'm talking to my roommate. Uh, okay, um, goal-oriented, focus, uh, what else? Fuck. Um, oh, man, you're putting me in the fucking... There's no timer, right? No timer. Okay, no timer. Goal-oriented, focus. Uh, oh, I'm a gentleman. Uh, weed smoking. <laughs> I, I smoke a lot of weed, so I have to put it in there. Um, fucking dude. I don't know, man. Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm not good at that. I never give myself compliments. Like, if somebody tells me I'm good-looking, I just laugh. So, yeah. Well, that was... I think that was less than ten words, so I approve. Okay, cool. <laughs> As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of basically, like, pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans and supporters out there to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in this set of five is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your all-time favorites or five of your current favorites. I just need five of your fave TV shows. Oh, my God. Okay. So like, sitcoms, right? Or, has, or anything? Anything on TV. Okay. Seinfeld, King of Queens, um, fucking uh, Shark Tank, uh, Night Kitchen Nightmare with Gordon Ramsay, mm -hmm. and 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 I want to say Meth and Red, but that show sucked, man. I I'm trying. I, I have to have an oh friends yeah friends man that's a fucking classic friends well those are not movies like I'm just saying those are not like I would choose movies for that those are like TV shows that are like 22 minutes you know what I mean that's what I'm trying to say okay who are four of your all time favorite music artists oh man okay so first you have Kurt Cobain second of all you have Method Man Third of all, you have uh, Neil Young, and fourth of all, you have oh, that's wait, that that is really fucking tough right now. Oh my god. Okay, so Kurt met Neil Young and. Oh my god, it's... 
fucking I have to go with I don't it's the singer of Pink Floyd but I don't know if you go you know like Roger Waters or <laughs> oh yeah Roger Waters okay what are three of your most favorite films uh okay you got Goodfellow you got Terminator 2 the second one James Judgment Cameron. Day yeah that, that fuck the other and then so that that uh, good fellow that and also um, really good movie that's a classic oh my god I, I, that's like the hardest question you're gonna ask me because I'm a fucking film major so I'm like I have so many like you know Godfather I like game, yeah Godfather Goodfella and Terminator 2 I just like I, I like gangster movies I like all of that what are two foods you can't live without? Poutine, which is a, mm-hmm. it's a Canadian thing, and um, pho. It's a Vietnamese soup. Yes. Good choices. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? One of my guilty pleasures... It's no, that traveling is not it. It's not a guilty pleasure. What's a guilty pleasure? Sorry, I'm French, so sometimes I have to. It's okay. You can use your. You can phone a friend. Okay, I'm phoning a roommate. What's guilty pleasure? You mean something I do that's not good? Um, guilty pleasure. Oh yeah, I smoke a lot of weed. There you go. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> well, I don't do any drugs. I don't do any other drugs. What's next for Jesse Jones? Uh, can you share with our listeners a bit about what's coming up, in particular, Mob City Porn? So what's next right now? I'm doing Mob City Beats. I'm doing beats for like uh, porn companies like Evil Angel and other companies to put in porn. And also I'm working with like uh, some other uh, big names like buying beats and going in the studio and creating my own stuff. Also, uh, we have shopkillthekeng.com and we have Generation Hustle, which is a store on the, on the Melrose Boulevard. We have uh, a lot of clothing, a lot of uh, good stuff coming up, lines of signature series of porn girls on t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. And also, uh, we're partners with, um, you know, Kill the King, uh, Last King and stuff like that. It's all the same, um, same people. And then, uh, Mob City Porn, which is like, I'm doing a, a, a Grand Theft Auto kind of style of map, uh, which is like, you have the whole city of LA, which is Mob City. And then you have different neighborhoods. So you buy credits to get into neighborhoods and you need to like have special keys and shit. So like Santa Monica is going to be like the rich tourist blah 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 and then the the downtown is going to be businessman casting couch and then Compton and, and Watts and stuff is going to be my interracial and then the valley is going to be the nerdy kind of like and Hollywood is going to be the emo gothic and stuff you know like I'm going to have different style of different neighborhoods and I'm going to make the, the, the website like a video game slash gambling which is nice. like you never know when you when you click on a video 
and you're the hundred person to click on it, or if you you've been a member for three months or something, if you're a member for a year, you get a free AVN ticket to come and party with us. Like I'm gonna make my shit interactive, that you don't you you want to be a member because you you can't get any of that by free porn, Pornhub, and all that fucking bullshit. You can't. You have to be a member of my site and be loyal to be able to have all the live webcam show, to have the girl tweet you, to have the girl send you their private Snapchats, to have the girl uh, uh, do private videos for you, or even all of my regular shit, which I'm going to do my scenes with the girls. You know, like, I'm going to make it fun and, 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 and so that people want to be a member and make it innovative, you know? Like, the, the web designers and people here are not that strong. You know, I like Pooba, and I like some of their stuff, but it's all vanilla pretty much basic shit i want to use some uh, some friends i have in europe that have been designing you know they, they design some cool shit and they, they're going to help me with that uh but you know a website is all about promotion and it's all about it doesn't matter really what you have on it like people like real good gonzo stuff and good scenes which i have but i'm just saying it's all about the promotion and how much you spend on promoting and who you know uh, that works for for Google and who works for fucking in Montreal in the big office that puts your your link to your website on Pornhub and all these things to promote it being seen by millions, you know like I don't support it but I'm just saying for promotion and stuff like it just has to be and you have to stay on top of it. People are gonna steal your shit every single way. All your haters out there they're gonna fucking pay to be a member on your site, record all of your scene and go and upload it on all these free so you have to to have personnel people that stays up top and you have to send them letter it's a pain in the ass but that's that's how it is that's you know if you want to make money if you want to be on top of the business there's 10,000 people that wants the fucking job so you just have to know how to do it and how to stay up with the competition and you know that's why i respect jules jordan and shit you know they say fuck you and they just go and and they do their own thing and they don't want to be part of the the problem or mcdonald or you know whatever the fuck they call it so I'm just saying like, you know, that's coming for me, but I, I, I'm trying to work on a file right now. Uh, it's kind of like a file that has a stamp on it, a permanent stamp on your video. So if anybody tries to download it or upload it anywhere else than our, our streamer, it will show a big ass stamp on it so you can't see the image. So I'm trying to work something with my guys in Europe right now to make my website kind of like the first anti-piracy unless unless of course you record it from a fucking video camera from your computer but i mean who's gonna go and watch that like seriously <laughs> but yeah i'm trying to work on some stuff like that and other than that i'm so busy with just work man like they have me working all the time uh i'm busy with that and uh playing tourist guide for all my friends from canada that come and visit me that's pretty much it in the next uh this year and this year i'm traveling a lot i'm gonna go to i want to do uh, i'm going to mexico soon with uh, a bunch of talents nice we're gonna film some, we're gonna film some stuff uh we're gonna have some crazy nice uh, beach sex and all kinds of shit and then i want to do thailand uh, i'm going to hawaii uh, in may and then i want to do thailand uh thailand's probably gonna be november or some shit because that's the place that's the time you want to go around christmas uh, but lots of traveling this year, lots of working, uh, op starting my own site, launching it, uh, and hopefully uh, I still alive. <laughs> Absolutely, man. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web so that they can uh, stay abreast of like everything that you're trying to do? 
Uh, basically Twitter, man. That's that's Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is mostly like pictures and stuff of my days, uh, but Instagram is J O N E S T U D Joan Stud, uh, and uh, Twitter is J E S S Y J O N E S Triple X X X X Jesse Jones X X X for Twitter. Uh, I mean. I, I can barely say what I want on Twitter. I get like messages from companies and shit saying, "Oh, you gotta erase that tweet. You gotta erase that," because you know I say pretty much what I want. And like, when you're in politics, you can't. Or when you're like a somebody that could be money to a company, they don't want you to like have a bad name. So I, I put basically my scenes up there, and I retweet uh, some of my updates. And if I do some new stuff, like I'll put it up there. But I'm. I'm anti-social, man. If, if there would be no Twitter or, or Facebook and, and anything, I'd be really happy. I'd be, like, fucking riding motocross or, like, doing some shit. But, you know, technology. You gotta adapt with it. Yeah, man. That's very but basically, true. Basically, yeah, Facebook. I don't... Facebook Facebook's for my friends and family. So, you know, it's not even worth it. But, uh, yeah, Instagram and Twitter is basically... Uh, where you can see my updates and stuff. And then when my site is up, I'm going to have a blog on there where I talk about everything. And so I'm going to have some stuff up there. But that's coming. That's going to come soon. So Sounds exciting, man. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in right now? Uh, yeah, just uh, thank you for following. Thank you for uh, watching and supporting our business. You know, uh, it's it, it, we're trying to get back in the game. It was a struggling couple of years because of the free porn internet and stuff. But I'm just saying, if you really support a talent and you really like what they're doing, just just you know, pay for your porn and 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 just like don't be a hater. You know, what I mean, you can talk to us. You can ask questions. I try to answer all of my fan when you talk to me online. Um, I try to be as honest as possible. Sorry if I don't reply to you. I don't always have. Uh, time but yeah just like thank you for following thank you for um being supporters and hopefully um there's better and cool and awesome project coming in the future that you guys are going to like that i'm going to be involved with um uh, yeah i'm no plans on retiring soon you're going to see uh you're going to see me a little bit and um yeah just Nothing really, just thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this. Thank you for uh, for giving me this interview, uh, spending time with you guys. And uh, other than that, yeah, nothing really. <laughs> I'm so basic. Huh? I'm, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really have, oh, thank you to all my fans. You know, I'm not really that type of dude. And like, you know, I just do, I do it for the fan, actually. I do this fucking job for my fans because I was a fan once and I was tired of seeing these fucking dudes that can't fuck or these guys that sh that belong in gay porn just trying to cross over and try to, 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 to fuck girls to say they're cool to their friends. Like for me, all of that, like I just do my job because I really want the, the, the performance, uh, uh, the, the viewer and the, the, the fans to be like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not doing this for my six-pack. I'm not doing this because I look like a Barbie doll. You know, that's not... When I watch porn, I don't want to see a fucking pretty boy dude fuck this girl because I know it's not legit. I know it, I know there's something behind it. So I just want to see somebody that can actually fucking mentally take the girl, give a good scene, not fucking... You know, like, just stuff like that. And 
when I realize that I can do that, well, now I'm just trying to perfect it and try to give it to the, you know, give the, the fans something to pay for and not give them just regular basic ass scenes, you know, and just try to do my best and until my body doesn't allow me and or until I get rich doing somebody something else, you know. Definitely, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. I really appreciate your honesty, your candor. Like, I truly loved all of your answers. It was great to hear, you know, basically these raw answers from a performer that's really, like, taken over the game. I mean, you're all over the place, and you've been doing such phenomenal work. So we'd definitely love to have you back on in the future, especially around the time when your website debuts so that we can talk all about that and especially all the work that you've done, you know, between now and then as well. Yeah, perfect, man. Hit me up back uh, outside the end of the summer, and uh, we'll definitely have another uh, another chat. I'd love to be on your show again, man. It was, uh, it was a good time. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate it. So, listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppy chulo radio and like us on facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppy chulo radio with that jesse jones and i would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night good night listeners good night